Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Interesting, not amusing, interesting, but disturbing, interesting 
that in a world right now that is full of turmoil and in a world right now that is full of all kinds of hostility and uh, uh, nations that have the capability of doing great harm to each other that have loaded up arms against each other and mistrust and the, the willingness and ability to cause harm to its citizens are focusing on its citizens rather than focusing on fixing the problems. The world has problems about its resources and about its, uh, you know, trash and its, its pollution and, and its uh, wildlife and its, and its people, and there's all kinds of real problems out there. And yet we're worried so damn much about whether the citizens of the United States of America are able to grow a plant that never killed anybody. And that's the crazy part. The part that angers me is that 250 million Americans are not fucking upset about it. There's about 50 of them that are, at least as far as I can tell. And the rest are, I don't know what they are. I know they're not pissed off enough to come out and do something about it. And, you know, I don't want to be the show that just rants and, and, and speaks in anger because I'm speaking out of frustration rather than anger. I get angry sometimes at, at, at things that could be fixed and changed or don't, but I try to focus that anger and, and turn it into energy and, and try to direct it into something that's positive. And that's why we have the Human Solution International. We're a 501c3 civil rights nonprofit organization that's been around for 10 years. 10 years we've been supporting cannabis patients and clients and, and defendants and prisoners and people that have lost their children and lost their jobs and lost their property and lost their freedom. And we've stood by each other and we've raised each other up and we've educated each other and supported each other and we've done all sorts of things to be the solution. And if it wasn't for the human solution, I probably would be out of prison by now, but I probably would have served six or seven years of a 12-year sentence for the crimes, quote, crimes that I was convicted of back in 2011. Now, because I stood and fought, number one, and because the community stood with me, and not because I just went on Facebook and said, hey, everybody, will you stand with me, but because I stood and made it my job day after day after day, and I created this organization, or I helped create it, I should say, that, that, that came together and became the Human Solution International, and we developed a, a symbol, a solidarity ribbon that showed, hey, we're together, we're standing together, united as one and because of all those things and all the work that we did as a team and because of all the people that did kind and wonderful and amazing things and, and reached out far beyond their comfort zone to make it happen, I kept fighting and I kept fighting and eventually I won and I overturned that conviction and ultimately they backed down and they stopped fighting and we moved on. And we moved on and we kept fighting and we kept fighting and we kept stepping up and finding more people that to fight their cases, and more people to fight their cases, and more people, and we stand behind them, and we educate and, and teach the communities how to get together, and there was times when I and other people have traveled long distances to be there for others when we could, but mostly we teach 
how to how to rally the community together. We teach grassroots organization. We teach the people that need the help how to get it. And we create an environment where we can communicate and we can plan and we have tools through our website and through this show and through our conference calls and, and through the organization together that can rally these these teams and we can we've accomplished such amazing things it blows me away that not everybody gets it. Because when we have stood together and when we have spoken as one and when we have use this solidarity ribbon the way it was designed to be used, we have moved mountains. We have gotten dismissals. We have gotten prosecutors to say, who are these people and what are they doing? We have gotten jury nullification to occur. We have gotten cases overturned. We have gotten acquittals. And in the worst possible case scenario, even when we lost, even when we had a conviction. Because truthfully, many of these cases, the defendants broke the law. That's not the problem. The problem is the law. It's a bad law. It's supposed to be broken by good people. Good people don't stand aside and watch bad things happen. And good things don't let bad things continue to happen regardless of if there's a law that says they can or not. That's the truth. That's the reality. And when good people stand together enough, we make stuff happen. <clears throat> Nothing frustrates me more, especially now today, as we live in this world of quote-unquote legalization and we pass these laws that people are duped into thinking allows people to just do what they want and have access to their cannabis as they see fit, nothing, nothing could be further from the truth. And then somebody gets caught up in a case, and rather than reaching out to an organization that has been for 10 years writing the book on grassroots organizing and, and, and how to make changes outside of changing the legislation in so many ways, they go out on their one-person campaign, and I've watched time after time, person after person, that decided they were going to do it on their own. And I say, wow, you know, I spent six years of my life, six years fighting this case, lost everything I'd made in my whole life. I've always been a productive member of society. I've, I've done all kinds of businesses and, and made money and, and, and done all kinds of, you know, material things. Lost it all. When you fight a case, that's all you can do is fight that case. And luckily, I was physically strong enough to get out there and do that. I had to drive 70 miles each way to go to court. I went to court over 260 times <clears throat> over the course of six years. Got locked up four times in it. Got drug out of court, into jail more than once. And all the while, I remained defiant. And not remorseful, righteously indignant. And I called the people of the community to my side. And I wielded this ribbon with the power that it has, showing solidarity. Learned from the leaders that have led before me and said, you know what, what works? We need to bring the people together. We need to show unity. 
We need to be together in one voice, and that's the thing that will work. And without it, we're just a bunch of minnows swimming in the river, bait, things that big fish eat. But with it, there's a cool graphic. I don't know if you've seen it. I don't even know where it's at anymore. But it's a graphic of all these little teeny fish, and they're swimming around, and a big fish is chasing it. And then the next scene is all the little fish come together, and they form a big fish, and they chase that big fish all the way. That's the power that we have. That's grassroots. That's what we bring to the table. I have watched person after person after person doing a Facebook campaign on their own with nothing else and not aligning themselves with an organization with ours or anybody else's and being strong that way. And I've watched them. And they show up at court and a handful of people are there with them. And you get done what a handful can do. Sometimes when you call on us, all we can do is bring a handful. But probably it's a handful more than you would have done on your own. <coughs> My point is this. For the last two years or three years as an organization, as a leader of this organization, as a leader of this organization, I've been working hard to get other organizations to stand with us. And one by one, we're getting it to happen. One by one, I'm getting leaders of organizations say publicly, hey, I'm with these guys. I support what they do. And we're gaining on it. We're gaining on it. More and more, we're getting more and more people that are willing to stand together and be united. I don't care what banner we carry as long as our message is what's standing together. That's the only thing that matters. And when enough of us do that, it doesn't matter what law we pass. If it's a bad law and we all stand there with our arms crossed and say, uh-uh, it isn't going to happen. That's the only time, if you look at history, the only time when change gets made against what the powers that be want is when the people stand together united with one voice. And whether it was the bus strike in the, in the 50s or 60s or Gandhi's strikes or, or any of the big times, Martin Luther King's marches, when the people stood together with one voice peacefully, Resisting, they can't do anything about it but bow to us. And yet we're so busy being full of ourselves and our egos and our businesses and every other damn thing to do that. Everybody's so busy about their selfie and their Instagram post, and we're not busy organizing how to beat this, how to make this right. There's a lot of sick people out there that aren't getting the care that they need. And there's a lot of healthy people that are going to get sick because they're not getting the care they need. And this is all about a plant that has no known lethal dose. Where's the righteous indignance? Where is the outrage? I don't see it. I don't hear it. I don't know where it is. I'm trying to spark it up. I'm out there with my little flint and steel going, spark, 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 spark. Won't something catch on fire, please? Well, little by little, we got little fires burning. We got a fire burning in Kansas right now. We got a fire burning in Ohio right now. We got a fire burning in New York right now. We got a fire burning up in 
Northern California, we got a few fires burning right now and a few smoldering getting ready to catch on fire. And that's what I'm here to do, is try to bring these together. And when all these fires can come together as one, we can do this. We can end this. Imagine the world where this is not an issue. It doesn't matter if I have one or two or six or 600 or 6,000 plants in my backyard or in my front yard or in the side. <coughs> and nobody's going to steal them because they're not worth anything anymore. The cops aren't going to come take them because they can't because everybody's got them. There's just too damn many. When are we going to get to that? Because we can and we will. And that's what this show's about. I will do anything in my power to bring this to life. It's now been six years since my case was dropped. Five years, sorry. We just passed the statute of limitation for the feds. Oh, yeah, fuck the feds, sorry. Five years ago, my case was dropped. And I fight today just as hard as I did. The day that they dropped it, the day that they locked me up, the day that they let me out, the day before that that they locked me up, during the trial, during all the cases I've gone in support, I'm not going to let up until we're done. And we band together and we yell out, what do we want? And we yell out again, justice. And we say, when do we want it? And we say, now. And we think about that and we yell it with power and passion. But are we thinking about it? What is justice? We see it in our court systems once in a while. Certainly not all the time. Justice is supposed to be blind. It's not blind in our courts. you got a lot of money, you get more justice than if you don't. If you got a lot of power and friends around you, you can also get a little more justice. So when we want it, sometimes it's on us to take it. Sometimes when we stand together loud enough, whether we got the money or not, we can get it. Not because it wants to give it to us, but because we demand it. We live in a world now that's easier to communicate than it was when I was fighting my case. And easier than it was years ago before all these modern technology that we have today. And yet, I'm watching less and less and less organizing happen and more and more personal bullshit and personal businesses. I got people every day approaching me. I want to partner up with you. I want to do this with you. I want to do that with you. And every single one of them, at one point or another in the conversation, I say, well, why don't you help me end prohibition so we don't have to worry about this. And any one of you that's listening that ever asked me to do business, you know it's true. And some of you did. Some of you said, okay, I'm in. What do I got to do? And some of you are standing with me. And those numbers are growing, not shrinking. And that's why we're here. We're here to raise the bar. We're here to elevate our thinking, our energy. We're here to end this once and for all. We got a victory this week, big victory. I talked about it last week. 
Michael Thompson, um, we talked about that article, and it was getting a lot of um, publicity. Well, Michael called me up last week. I've talked to him two or three times this week. And um, he's got some attorneys, the Kardashian's attorney, the one that got that lady out. I'm sorry, I'm bad with names, but the uh, one that just got out of prison on a drug charge. And um, we've got a few attorneys that are stepping forward because of this last article that brought attention to Michael Thompson languishing in prison for uh, 30 to 60 years in a state where it's legal to have a pot business. <laughs> yeah, and that's funny. And we got an article that finally got some traction and it's reaching around the world. And Michael called me up and he said, hey, Joe, You've been working with me for almost six years now, and, and we've been trying this and trying that, and you guys have just been relentless, and now we're finally getting some attention. And I got people coming out of the woodwork trying to get a hold of me. And um, it's all happening. And here's Craig Cecil, currently serving life in prison. Life in we're going to give him his 15 minutes and we're going to get on to Dana and we're going to get him on a new case, not a new case, but a case that's coming up and we'll see what we can do now. Craig Cecil, serving life in federal prison. Craig Cecil, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, I'm doing well. I can tell you there's a bunch of big black clouds and thunder out the window, but otherwise we're doing well here in Terre Haute, Indiana. Yeah, apparently Mother Nature is just kicking the shit out of the Midwest right now. Yes, yes. Uh, Kansas, well, Kansas City yesterday, Oklahoma before that, basically the other part of Indiana before that. We, they've been having a rough time in this area. All the way to Ohio. Uh, Ohio got kicked up too. So it's been it's been pretty brutal. A little bit of uh, wet weather we had in May turned out to be typhoons and Tornadoes out there, crazy. Uh, we get a lot of tornadoes in this part of the country. <laughs> but uh, one thing is, is when you live in a building that's like eight, eight inches thick of concrete with big steel bars on the windows, I, I think we're in pretty good shape for a tornado. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I would, I would hope to think that a, a tornado wouldn't be able to plow through a prison. But you know what, I. It, it, it pretty much sucks to think about it that way, right? <laughs> well, you know, the only little news I have is uh, I had a little surgery done last Friday. So whoa! What kind of surgery? I had what's called a trigger finger. Oh no! Which where I I would bend my middle finger down and it would get stuck. I'd have to reach with my other hand and straighten it back up again. Wow. So I've been waiting about a year and a half now, but uh, last Friday they took me out to a little search center about here, and uh, they cut a little slit in my hand, and I think it's fixed. I think it's fixed. I just have to wait for it to heal up. So wow. they might be slow. <laughs> they might be slow. Is, uh, if this country goes to socialized medicine, being the same kind of medicine we have here, uh, you know, expect it to take a year and a half to get that fixed. Yeah, that's that's. You know, people talk about universal health care, but they don't often go to places where that exists and see that in many cases it's not much better 
in some cases it is, but, you know, like everything, there's give and take. Well, I, I want to share with you a little victory that we had, and I, I can't help but think that maybe we can pass it down the line. Um, you know, uh, the state prisoner, uh, Michael Thompson, uh, in Michigan, he's um, he's been in prison for, I think, 25 years, and he's serving uh, 40 to 60, and uh, it's, it's a state... It's a state case, and the state has both medical and recreational cannabis now. And the judge that was involved basically said that he was never uh, going to let him out and, um, you know, that he was going to languish, uh, you know, for the rest of his days. Call George and tell him he, he just needs to stay on the line. And um, anyways, we've been, you know, covering and helping him the same way we've been working with you. And we got a, a reporter that wrote uh, an article, and uh, this article got a lot of traction. And it's, it's been circulated around the country um, a lot of times. And what Michael said is that people are reaching out to him from all over the, all over the country and we've got some attorneys that have stepped in, and in fact, uh, the, one of the attorneys that the Kardashians was working with, uh, when they got that lady out, is, is possibly getting involved in this. And um, he's uh, got you, Mary. He's um, anyways. People want to help, and and it looks like there's a new governor in Michigan, and. Uh, the, the, the tide has turned a little bit, and the people that were against him getting out um, are not there anymore. And he's got a perfect prison record, and it's all nonviolent charges, and they're all – there were some gun charges, but they were bogus. <coughs> Anyways, um, I, I, we just set up an account for him to do a fundraiser, and uh, it looks like it's possible that we're going to create – momentum with this and possibly I mean we've been working with this case for uh, six years straight now and even working with uh, a state senator and, and all of these so-called influential people and um, it looks like the tide's turning we might be able to turn this thing around with them fantastic fantastic and Michigan actually has a, a history of that about 10 years or so ago uh, they did away with a law they called the 650 law. And what that was is if a person possessed over 650 grams of a powder drug, I think it had a list of cocaine, heroin, you know, whatever, but more than 650 grams of a powder drug, they faced a mandatory minimum life sentence. Well, they overturned the law so that, you know, that, that people no longer face the life sentence, especially as a first-time offender. But they didn't, you know, grant any release to anybody in prison. Now, back then, the governor went through, and uh, the governor commuted a, a big percentage of those people serving life for, you know, over 650 grams of drugs in uh, Michigan. And, I mean, that made a big difference. And, like you say, they, the new governor up there seems to be open-minded to looking at, you know, uh, commuting a lot of prior sentences for marijuana, from my understanding. And uh, that, I mean, that, that gives a, a lot of hope, to, especially to marijuana funders in Michigan prison. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully we've been, 
we've been going after this guy. I mean, this guy is, um, he was a community organizer and, and working with uh, gang members and doing all kinds of things to be really positive in the community before, um, uh, before the, uh, I'm sorry, it's so funny. I, I, I've been doing this radio show for five years now. And my own daughter calls me up in the middle of it, not remembering that, uh, not remembering that I'm doing it. It's it's pretty funny. Um, I forgot. I, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> I apologize. Well, but uh, it, it's good that you know that it, they have all the support of you and you know these other people behind them because, like I say, I think that the easiest solution would be a political solution through the governor and. Uh, I mean, governors are a lot more easily swayed when there's a whole lot of people, you know, it's big or something versus, you know, it's just one prisoner saying, I want to get out of prison. <laughs> well, that's the point. You know, that's the point that I've been talking about all day today is that the power that we have is when we stand together with one voice. And I've been working the last year really hard in the, in the previous years too, but especially this last year, um, working with other leaders of other organizations, trying to stand together and say, look, you know what, why don't we officially stand together? Why don't we call it a, a, a I hate to call it a coalition because those have historically not been very valuable, but why don't we stand together in unity? We don't have to call it anything. Just, just agree that we're, we're on the same team for the same reason for this one purpose. And more and more I'm getting, I'm getting you know, Leaders and um, organizations that are taking kind of the the tact that says, you know what, you're right. It is better to be together than to, you know, try to try to shine the light just on me. You know, it's, all these groups. There's probably a thousand uh, uh, so-called activist groups that are, you know, for ending cannabis prohibition, and yet. There is no true unity out there. There is no, um, there is no. I mean, we had a we had a uh, a coalition at one time that looked like it was going to be that, but you know, it it, it just kind of lost its steam after a little while. And and I, I think that maybe keeping it on a less formal uh, approach and just just standing together, crafting a message that we all agree on, that isn't about passing some silly law. It isn't about um, letting some people do some things, but rather just opening it up. Why don't we just give some freedom? Why don't we make a little common sense and stop locking people up for nonviolent cannabis crimes? doesn't make sense. Well, that's why I'm in favor of uh, especially the groups coalescing around the church to push politicians into, you know, finally put up before the Congress that, are the feds going to, you know, do away with marijuana prohibition and leave it to the state? I think it's time for that, and I think that could move if, if they would just have the guts to put it up there. And I think if they got enough attention from, you know, you know, all corners of the country, I think they would, you know, really make a bigger push for that. Now, granted, if they did do that, that doesn't allow me out of prison. But it sure makes for a compelling case to ask for clemency. Exactly. And I, I think that a combination of us pushing on the 
the legislators that we have standing up for people in courtrooms, um, standing up for the, in, in, when there is a case. And I've got, I've got a number of people that I've been talking to that are ready to throw their hat in the ring and start running for office. You know, take them from the inside. If we can't get them to do what we want, then be them and do what we want. Maybe that's another way to do it. You know, didn't Gandhi say, be the change you want to see in the world? Well, if you want to see a change that comes from a congressman or a senator that isn't being done by your congressman or senator, maybe you need to be that congressman or senator. Exactly. I want to see, you know, some uh, leaders in this country that are truly leaders. I mean, we see from Congress, I mean, Everybody in the country knows there's some problems now with immigration and asylum laws and, and things of that nature, and I haven't heard of the Congress putting up or negotiating any kind of bill regarding how, how are we going to fix this. And really, we need somebody to do something, even if it's the wrong thing, at least start something that, you know, could eventually, you know, move us towards, you know, getting some laws that make more sense. Yeah, I think I think that, you know, with, with so many states having taken the chance to literally defy the feds, you know, every single state that passed a medical law or recreational law, regardless of how pathetic it might be, is still standing in the face of the federal law saying, you know what, we're willing to break that law. So that's my question. If we got states willing to break a law, why aren't we? Why aren't we all willing to just get out there and just break that law and say, look, there's too many of us. What are you going to do? You're going to take us all out or what? And I, I just think that, you know, the combination of all these things, at the same time we're doing that, we need to pressure the legislators to say, look, we're tired of this. We're going to do this whether you want it or not. You're going to lock us all up? We can't vote for you if you lock us up. What do you want? Well, that was something that I grew up with not far from my home was the uh, Rainbow Farm and the uh, Great American Smoke Cup. Uh, <laughs> you know, yes, I grew up with that. Sure. <laughs> and the, the place, it was in Michigan. It was right on the Michigan-Indiana uh, border, but on the Michigan side. And the Michigan officials just, you know, they they might have groused about it, but they, they just stood back and watched after a while. You know, I mean, they... Like you say, there, there was just no point in making a big police action about a bunch of people sitting in a campground smoking pot. Well, you know, it's hilarious. Uh, for years and years and years, they did the hash bash in Michigan. And I went to it a few years back. And, of course, it wasn't quite such an outlaw thing because they had already passed some laws that allowed for some things. But before all those laws were passed, everybody got together and everybody knew when it was going to be, and everybody lit up, and there was a giant cloud of smoke that happened every year at the same time. And guess what they did about it? Not a damn thing. And and that's the point. I can't. It, it bothers me though because we do that once, and everybody's like, "Woo, woo, woo! Look what we did!" But why don't we do it again tomorrow? And why don't we do it again the next day? And why don't we do it on the courthouse steps? And why don't we do it on the Congress steps? And why don't we do it? In front of the prison, why don't we do it as a course of action? Well, Craig, there's your first beef. I've been pretty vociferous today. I'm going to give you a little chance to finish it out. 
Well, I, I, I like your logic. Maybe we need a great American smokeout on the whole uh, mall in Washington, D.C. You might be able to sell it. <laughs> I'm down. I'll go out there to do it. I, I'm, I'm willing to, to to get out there and, 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 and uh, what do you call it? Uh, there's your second thing. I keep you out there. Go ahead. Keep going. Well, I just ask all the listeners to please get a hold of your congressman and push them, you know. Uh, they need to step up. They need a vote on, you know, getting the feds out of marijuana. Leave that to the state. Let the feds just get out of it, you know, altogether. Leave it to the states as they do with gambling or so many other things. Prostitution, you know, all that. The, the feds just need to be totally out of that and leave it as the states' rights this year. Well, I couldn't agree more, and I, I think that, there we go. I think that if we start thinking about our liberty and our freedom, you know, that's what the human solution is. We're a civil rights organization. We're about basic civil liberties and human rights. And what we grow in our garden and what we eat and what we smoke and what we create from something that we grew, how dare the government tell us that we can't do it if it's not harming another individual? And how dare us not do something about it? That's what I have to say. All right. I've been talking a lot. It is my show. Um, this is an hour-long show that I've got some flexibility with, so we technically have 23 minutes left in the show, but I have Dana Bland up next. we got Glenn Keeling. We got Pete Yapel and we got Adam Fogelman, and we had somebody from Canada that wanted to talk, and a couple of others. George Martorano is going to probably call in. <laughs> so my guess is we're going to go a little long today. And as I've said before, anybody that comes on the show is automatically welcome to come back on again and give us more feedback um, about their case. So let's bring up Dana Bland. Um, Dana Bland has been in our sites for a while. Um, Dolores Halvin was talking about Dana for a long time um, and asking for help. And, um, you know, we've been members of the Human Solution have been in contact with Dana for a while. Um, we've been talking a little bit on Facebook, but anybody knows me knows I'm just horrible at Facebook anymore. I, I finally kicked the habit and... Uh, I only go there when I have to. So when I see a whole bunch of messenger messages, I sometimes go, whoops, I missed a whole bunch again. Anyways, um, Dana's fighting a case right now, and um, it looks like it's a time to mobilize. And so let's uh, let Dana come on and tell us his story and see where we're at. Dana, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? It's a pleasure to have you. Can you hear me? How are you doing? I hear you loud and clear. Oh, good. Yeah, I took and uh, turned over to cannabis and herbs uh, started like eight years ago or nine years ago when I first had my first threat of cancer. And I knew that what I had already learned on the shows on the TV was, uh, you know, where I started getting my learning from. And since then, I just learned everything I could possibly do. Most people are having a lot of problems with their cases because the way the government did back in the 70s, they got rid of uh, the Constitution 
class out of the school so no one would know their constitution so they could not protect themselves. And my biggest thing I'm preaching right now in the last month is the constitution that you got to know it because they know it. And if you know it, you have power behind you. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. That's the supreme law of the land. That's the, that's the thing that all the other laws are weighed against. But our first lawyer, uh, we were told he was the best, and when we went to him, I'm glad I didn't pay him his whole fee that he wanted, only like half of it, because uh, it, it turned out he wasn't listening to us, and he had already presumpted guilt for no reason, and he, I mean, he just wouldn't listen to us, and I finally told him that he had lied to us, and he got up in my face and acted like he was going to beat me up and then walked out of the room. And the next day we fired him wow. and went to another lawyer. And uh wow. yeah, he was too much in with the ADA, I think. But now we're doing very well. The constitutions are standing on their own and our lawyer, we taught him the constitution and he got dug into the books, back into the books and back clear back into the nineteen thirties where they cannot violate your rights in that way. They try to fool you and say they can, but they can't. If you stick up for them, you can win. I couldn't agree more, and I, I, I applaud your willingness to dig in and, and, and not only find a lawyer that would listen, but uh, to, to put the effort in. I, I watch so many people over the years that fight their cases and their lawyers tell them, well, you just need to trust me and do what I say, and they say, okay, and then they end up getting railroaded in the end. And, you know, when I was going through my case, uh, my case is every time I needed to deal with a lawyer, I dug boots first and I said, what do we need to do? What's the plan? And what do I need to do to make this happen? And I, I, I was, you know, the, 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 first, the first assistant on the case, and I more or less ran the case. And... You know, that's what people don't realize is lawyers, they're your counsel, and, and they're supposed to know more than you do, and they're supposed to be able to guide you. But if they can't, the thing that they do know are the rules of court. And unless you want to go and learn the rules of court and think that you're going to get into a court and represent yourself, which most people don't do very well, um, you know, it, it, it behooves you to get a lawyer that will talk to you, work with you, and and you guys can both work a plan together, and I think that that's the strongest position to be in. So I applaud you for that. So how uh, tell us about your case and what we can do to help. Okay, right now we're going back uh, in July, which should hopefully end the case because the ADA couldn't come up with no witnesses for our last visit, and she just came with nothing. And, uh, you know, they already know they had – violated our rights uh my wife when we got put in jail she's got a mental handicap and they still put her in jail and they knew it and then when they went to uh you know uh pick on her and and, and do i i seen what happened at the jail i threatened them and i told them i would put the biggest lawsuit that they ever had if my wife gets touched in this place and be as behold she got touched she got in the hospital and the nurse hit her at the hospital and uh whoa you know, the, the the guard was telling everybody there 
what she was in jail for, and we weren't even guilty of anything, especially her. She didn't do anything at all. But it's worth everyone's lives to take and fight for this medicine because cannabis and all the other herbs God put here for us, for our food, our health, and our meat. And it's all over the Bible. The law thing that the churches go to, because I'm a minister myself, they'll go to Romans and say, you cannot break the laws of the land. Well, that's the same argument that Hitler's uh, SS had when they went to the Nuremberg trials while we were following the laws of the land. The laws of the land, God's laws don't – I mean the Bible says we can take and contest laws that are unjust, and this is a really unjust because they've been lying to America for – Almost 100 years on this thing, and 80 years ago when they put prohibition on it, it was another lie. They knew then that it cured cancer, and in 1974, the, uh, Nixon had, was having a study that tried to prove that, that, that cannabis or marijuana would kill you and was bad for you, and it ended up they found out that it killed cancer, and they killed the program right there on the spot, hid the evidence, and, and got a, a patent on it so no one could touch it or learn about it. So the government's been screwing the people over because this was a medicine in the beginning and in the beginning of this country too. And for them to take it away from people, we have a right to life. And that's not just for the unborn. That's for people that are getting aged. And they have no right to cause your death if there's a medicine there that can help and save your life, which is what it did for me. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, And so you say your next, your next hearing is July. What's the date? Sorry. No. Uh, I think it's the uh, like the 24th or somewhere in there. I have to look it up. I don't know right on off the top of my head. It's, but I'm expecting everything to get dropped. He's put in to to take and have the evidence thrown out because they had no search warrant and that's all they had. And you know it's funny they never used helicopters before and then all of a sudden. Two months before the law changed, here comes a helicopter over my house. I got turned in by a relative, I'm pretty sure. Windsor, Fort Bay. Well, um, are you – say again? Okay, it's on July the 24th. At 9 a.m. At 9 a.m. when Fort Bay. And, and where is it at? What courthouse? It's at Barry County Courthouse. And uh, – Okay. Now, my lawyer promised him I wouldn't get a bunch of publicity on him because he don't want it because <laughs> he'll just run. But, so I, I, he's doing such a good job. I, t- I just don't want no one messing with the lawyer because he don't want the publicity because, I mean, he, 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 he knows how this stuff helps them. You're, you're the one <laughs> you know what I'm saying. That, that you guys are always the one that are in charge, and that's the part that I try to you know work with defendants however they see fit, and if they want a lot of publicity and a lot of attention, we bring it. If they don't, we don't. But my question would be to you is, you know, you, you now have an audience that might be a little different than the audience you had before. We have a few thousand people that listen to this show regularly. Is there anything we can do to help as, as, a, as an organization that's here to help you guys? Uh, yeah, prayer and support and, and spread the news. I'm putting out so much. A lot of people are shocked. Some on uh, Everything I put online is a fact, and mm-hmm. I've studied it hard to make sure that it was a fact. Do, do, your, okay. do, your, do research on. on your rights. 
Oh, this is this is my wife. Do research on right on your rights. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more, and that's what we're all about. And so I just want you to know that we do stand with you, and we do agree, and we do absolutely support people learning about their own rights. That's why we teach people about jury nullification, and we teach people how to stand up and fight. And, you know, your, your story uh, represents one of the few cases, I would say, that you are in a good position to just stay with your lawyer and, and not worry about bringing a bunch of, of public attention to it because it sounds like you're on the right track. Most of the time I, I, I recommend bringing it to light and bringing a lot of attention to it. But I think after hearing you, I think you're on the right track. I think, you, uh, I think you're going to knock this thing out of the park in the direction you're going. But definitely we got a, a, a whole – crew of people out here that will be thinking thinking about your freedom and, and praying for you and all of that. Um, is there any reason that you would want people to get in touch with you? Uh, they can get on touch with me on Facebook. I, uh, I have a site that's called uh, Victory and One Accord Ministries, and I've reached probably 50,000 people on this subject in the last few years. Okay, perfect. Well, um, I appreciate you guys coming on, and just know that we, we fully support you, and uh, we fully support all these premises that you're talking about, learning about your rights and the Constitution and all of, all of the uh, freedom that it represents and our personal freedoms and our personal rights. And I, I want nothing more than to see you guys come out of there exonerated and, and get, your, get your freedom back and get back to not having to worry about uh, healing yourself. Um, just realize that, that we're available every week when we do this show, and you're welcome to call in with any updates. And I, I would absolutely encourage you, if there's any development um, in your case, that you call in and share it with us. Um, and other than that, um, I know you're already in touch with Pete Yapel and uh, uh, Glenn Keeling, I believe, and some of our other members. So I know that you are you definitely are connected to the team. So um, I just I just want to wish you the very best and know that we're in your court. Well, I'm glad that I took and did the right decision. The VA is not treating its people, the patients, right. We're, we've been used as guinea pigs too long, and that's why a lot of veterans are dying is because they use us for guinea pigs to test their drugs. And and I'm down. I was on 28 different pills at one time, and I'm down to three pills. I have no more opioids, no more nothing, only herbs, and they do work. And I'm trying to preach to the Christian part of the country, too, to try to take and change what their mind is from what the government stuck in it about this law and to know that this is what was God meant to be to begin with. I mean, I mean, it's a little on the funny side, but you go back to Noah's day and before, they had all these herbs, and they lived to like almost a 1,000 years old. Now, that should tell somebody something. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, I, I, I absolutely think that everybody should be reached with this information. And, again, um, you know, there's just no substitute for natural solutions to uh, the world's problems. And certainly, um, you know, our rights are, are, are being infringed on when it comes to this. So just know, again, that we, we stand with you guys. And uh, you're welcome to come aboard and, and call into the show Anytime, uh, Wednesday between 5 and 6 Pacific time. 
and we'll 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 bring you in and uh just want to thank you guys for being here and and I especially want to thank you for standing up for your own rights. So many people, you know, bow out and bow down and and for some reason forsake their own rights. And I think that that's the lesson we need to learn to stand up for what's right and what's right is our rights. So Dina and I'm sorry, I don't I don't have your wife's name. I'm, I'm I apologize. Okay, her, her name's Sue. It's Suzanne. It's Sue. I just want to reach my hand out and, and just, uh, you know, show solidarity with you guys. So just know that we're there with you and for you, and uh, anything we can do, just let us know. Okay, we're with you, buddy. All right, thank you so much, Dana and Suzanne, and uh, we're looking for a victory in July. All right, up next we got George Martirano, then Adam Fogelman, Pete Yapel, Glenn Keeling, and uh, we'll see who else comes on. We're just going to go until we got everybody through. Uh, George Martirano is a dear friend of the show. He's a longtime warrior, spent over 30 years in federal prison for pot. And now he's a full-time activist and entrepreneur, and he was just in a speaking engagement earlier. He popped on the show and uh, had to pop out, but he's back here. George, my brother from another mother, welcome to the show. Hey, brother, how you doing? How's my West Coast family? Oh, we're doing fantastic. Uh, beautiful spring days out I'm here. Sorry, I'm sorry I haven't been on the show lately, but uh, it's not uh, not my doing. It's just so so many things, so many uh, good things and not so many good things. You know, I lost I lost my mom recently, so I'm adjusting, adjusting with all that. Due to the fact that, uh, you know, she was there for me all those 32-plus years, incarceration, visiting me uh, all over the country, and then I lost her recently. So I was facing in a void, a void because even though I'm considered one a very strong individual, when you lose, uh, you lose love, uh, you know, it just it takes you off at the knees. So, and... Uh, Incidentally, everybody, I'll be on the West Coast in about a week. And when I get out there, I want to see all my friends. Joe? You betcha. You betcha. Hey, if yeah. you're here on Wednesday, I think you will be, maybe. Uh, you can help uh, co-host the show with me again. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. But it'll be the week of the, the, week of the 10th. I'll be out there. Right. And uh, I think you're, you're around and we can do the show. We That'd be great. That'd show. be great. Because it's, well, George, not about uh, us. It's, about, it's about helping others. Of course. That's the point. That's the essence of your show, Joe. And incidentally, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to, uh, you know, Joe came to my rescue when I was languishing in a cell. You know, I had a, I had a living death sentence, and the Human Solutions, uh, you know, came to my aid and did tremendous things in letter writing uh, in all forms of government. And, uh, this man Joe Joe Grumbine and his his wife and Liz and Kathy Z they, they these these people don't come every day I'm telling you ladies and gentlemen I've been out on the street now three years and believe me you don't meet these kind of people so I want you to understand this stuff it's the First Amendment right that they're doing is is bigger than all of us it's so important and please pay attention what uh, Human Solutions is doing thank you Joe. Well, thank you so much, George, and I can't wait to see you again. 
you know, it's uh, you're, you're doing great work out there and, and, and uh, reaching a lot of people with your message. And, uh, I, you know, you're finally getting up on your feet a little bit, and uh, you're about to build a little empire for yourself and, 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 and always with the core of helping people. And that's the key. When people are working with the ultimate goal of making the world better and, 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 and healing people that need it, that's what this is all about, and that is the human solution. So, George, it's always a pleasure. The human solution, a, yeah, like I said, human, there's one word for the human solution, profound. Profound, ladies and gentlemen. So pay attention. Please pay attention. You know, these, these people are more, more than what they are. Believe me, I know firsthand. So, Excellent. Well, thank you so much, George, and I'm glad you're able to come back on the show, and I uh, can't wait to see you in person again. Well, yeah, and I'm going to leave everyone with one word, one word, love. Once you have love, once you love something that's so important, love. It all comes down to love. That's what kept me going all those years in uh, the worst prisons in America. I love something. That's where your strength comes from, love. Just remember that, ladies that's and gentlemen, so love. All Thank you need you, is love. You bet, Thank George. You, Thank you so much. All right. George Marchano, folks. All right. Good, good. All right. So, you know, George brings up this this powerful concept, and that's what this organization is and has always been about, is about love. You know, why do we care about our neighbor? Okay? If you don't have love in your heart, you don't. Why do we want to make the world better? Why do we want to heal those people that need healing? It's about love. That's all it's about. That's, that is the human solution. So, you know, any time that you think about that, you think about where do I fit in this, in this picture, um, you think about that. What, what, what are you weighing it against? In my family, when I was raising my kids, I had one rule in the family, one rule only, and that was be loving. That was it. Anytime the kids got out of line or, 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 or weren't listening, I'd always break it down to that's, that was the rule you violated. You weren't being loving. You weren't listening. You weren't following along. You were being selfish. You were doing whatever it was, but the violation was you weren't being loving, and that was the, 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 the commandment that we were given by our creator. That was the thing that, that, that inside of us that, that makes us different from everything else and everyone else is that love, and that's that's what it's all about. George gets that. When George was locked up, that's when I met him and uh, reached out to him blindly. I didn't know the guy, but we were working real hard in our prison outreach at the time, and uh, we had just discovered all these people that were serving life in prison, and, and we had uh, reached out to many, many of them, and, and many of them have become friends, lifetime friends. And uh, George was always very gracious and, and, and you know, a prolific writer, and we became friends pretty quickly, and I remember the first time I talked to him on the phone, I said, you know, George, I don't know how it's going to happen, and at the time he didn't have any way out. He was serving life in prison without And I said, one day you and I are going to hang out together. One day you and I are going to go fishing. One day you and I are going to eat a piece of pie. And uh, at the time I had no idea how it was going to happen, but almost three years ago we got out. And we have. We haven't gone fishing yet, but we have eaten a piece of pie together, and we have hung out together, and he stayed at my house, and I stayed at his. So um, 
We can do anything. We can make this any way we want. And if we just get together and get over ourselves and get through this and, and, and put our thoughts to the right places and put our minds in the right way and, and, and think about working together rather than whatever it is that you're doing besides that, we can make this world any way we want. We can have Craig Cecil be a free man, just like George is now. We can have Michael Thompson be a free man, just like George is now, just like so many of the others that have gotten out. So that's what, that's what I'm here for. That's what this show is all about. All right, we've got a bunch of uh, guests still to go, and uh, we're now officially in overtime, but i got a little latitude with all that. we got Adam Fogelman from Ohio, and let's see what Adam's got to say. Adam, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. And yourself, Joe? I am fantastic. Above ground breathing and currently out of custody, just the way I like it. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's good. That's good. Uh, so I, I was recommended to call. I was recommended to call in by Glenn Keeling, uh, who's your Ohio chapter leader for the Human Solution. Uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm fighting a case uh, down in Ohio, down in Cincinnati, uh, trafficking. They're, uh, they're trying to give me like like five to seven years. Um, uh, and I guess I guess I just thought I'd reach out about it. Excellent. Well, here's what I'm going to do before we get started. I'm going to bring up Glenn Keeling because he's on the line as well, and then we're going to talk about what what we can do and 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 how to maybe. Uh, how to maybe make a difference out there. So we got Glenn Keeling, uh, chapter coordinator of the Ohio chapter, uh, Creative Care Beacon. Um, and before we get further, I, I forgot and I and I feel bad about forgetting, um, but I, it's just in time. Most of the folks are still listening. Um, I just want everybody to think today. Our uh, treasurer of the Human Solution International, Becca Nichols who is more than just a treasurer. She's been a, an integral part of this organization, and she stood by me when many didn't and um, carried, helped me carry this, uh, this group forward when, when we hit a rough patch a few years back and have continued to uh, prosper together. Anyways, Becca today had a surgery on her neck, and um, I haven't heard from her yet, but I don't expect I will for a few days. Um, but I just want everybody to take a minute and uh, think a good thought, say a prayer, um, you know, see Becca. And if you go onto her Facebook page, you can see what she looks like. But see her smiling and uh, uh, walking around and doing things that folks that don't have messed up things do. And um, so I just wanted to throw that out there before we get moving forward. All right, so, Glenn, um, you're here with Adam, and, um, you know, one of the things that we do is, and, and Glenn did this just right, when a client or a, a defendant comes and finds us, one of the first things we do is say, you know what, um, I want you to call in the show, and, and, and this will give us an opportunity to coordinate and, and create a plan. Wouldn't you say that's right, Glenn? I was I absolutely do. Um, you know, the, the, the human solution has a, a plan that, that – you know, if, if it's followed and if you do exactly what the human solution asks you to do, uh, it'll put you in the right position where you need to be. Everybody needs to fight this, you know, their their case, whatever case it may be. 
And I do have to say, you know, a big thank you to Adam. He did come down. He, he came up uh, three and a half hours from Cincinnati um, to sit in our, our court support last week, and that was really huge, and I really greatly appreciate that from him, and that was great. Um, Peggy and I are going to be heading down there next week. Uh, he, he's got a court date on the 4th, um, and he's doing exactly the human solution way. He's reaching out and telling us about his case and what's going on, and, and Peggy and I, we're going to, you know, coordinate and doing some court support and getting some people down there. Perfect. So, um, first thing I would I would say, Adam, is, um, you know, it's it's not necessarily a wise idea to to talk about the the intimate details of your case, but to give us kind of an idea of what the case is like, um, in, in the sense of, you know, what what is it that you're fighting and, and what is it that you're facing? I think you said you're facing five years if you take it to trial, and um, and and. What what are you what are you where are you at in the case, and and what are you up against? Do you have an attorney? Is your attorney cooperating with you, um, and, and all of these things? If you could kind of let me know what's going on. Right. Uh, so I I do currently. I'm not going to say he's necessarily cooperating fully with me. Um, I think he's doing what most attorneys do, and that he's seeking the. Uh, I think I think he's seeking probably the, the simplest, you know, the most beneficial route, you know, for for a, a lawyer to take, you know, to just kind of get everything done with. Uh, uh, it's quite a bit, um, honestly. I, I, I'm facing far more than than five years if I take it to trial. It's probably more like 23 years if I take it to trial is what I'm facing. They want me to serve five years on a plea bargain uh, is what they want. Oh, jeez. Yikes. Yeah. Well, where where are you at with the, with the case? I mean, how, how far along are you? Uh, I, I think we're pretty far along. Um, the My lawyer said that he felt that the the uh, initially what was seven year plea bargain offered was a little insane. Uh, they then reneged and uh, gave us a five year bargain, but he, we thought that was a little high too. So he said that he wanted to file a motion to dismiss to start trial proceedings because I'm being charged with a felony in the first degree, which carries a five to fifteen year um, sentence in the state of Ohio. Uh, Maximum. Uh, also, felony two was a two to eight year sentence uh, for um, for essentially. Uh, uh, you know, they're saying is what I had was uh, in excess of six thousand grams of uh, all cannabis hash oil, uh, but what was really in fact about seventy one hundred milligram cannabis. So they're they're you know taking the entirety of the weight of the substance and calling it raw hash oil uh you know the flour the sugar the chocolate whatever was in the edible substance uh they're just considering it raw hash at this point right um can i i said yeah, you know the, the really, yeah, thing they like, to, they like to include the root balls of plants and and uh they'll do anything they can to get those nuts up over those 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 lines that that you know create sentence changes and and they do that to to gain leverage on you and you know um the the fact that you, you understand what they're doing tells me that you know is your lawyer uh willing to get in there and bring some experts in and fight this case 
honestly, my lawyer doesn't, uh, we haven't been speaking a whole lot, uh, kind of essentially behind on uh, legal fees. Um, so he, he hasn't dropped my case uh, yet, but he's not exactly going far out of his way, you know, to accommodate for me. Um, I can only assume as a direct result of the, uh, the, the rear edge that I'm in. Got it. I was going to say, it's right. the, this is the second actual second case that I fought in the past um, in 19 months. Uh, nonviolent cannabis only offenses, you know, it's cost me, it's cost me every, like quite literally everything. I, I fully understand. I've, I've been where you are and uh, I, I know exactly what you're going through. Um, in the first case, what happened with that? Uh, we we were able to get a probation. Um, we were able to get a probation um, sentencing. You know, yeah, things went fairly smoothly because I, I don't have a very long record. You know, I'm not a prior offender, uh, nor am I a violent offender. Um, so we were able to get that set on probation. But uh, 30 days into the probation, uh, I guess they decided that there was something happening that they didn't like, so they kicked my door in a second time uh, and proceeded to, you know, go through everything again. So So they got uh, you on a probation violation in addition to this, which that's what they're probably going to hold on you with leverage. So, um, but but it doesn't matter. To me, I don't care. I don't care if you had 10,000 grams of hash oil. Um, it, pure. It doesn't matter. That's a, it's a bad law, and that's what we're here to stand behind. Is that these laws are wrong, and we need to get people to stand up and, and acknowledge that. And if they if they think that they're going to intimidate you and and lock you up over this, that the community needs to stand behind you. So I'm sure Glenn has talked to you about you know bringing in community support, and you know if you're three hours away. I'm hoping that you have, um, you know, some local support that you can drop on so that not everybody that comes out is going to travel so far. Um, do you have people that will stand by you? <laughs> um, I mean, my mom, my dad, you know, uh, I pretty much lost all my friends. Like, this this whole venture has quite, quite literally cost me everything from my house to my finances to my job to my security, you know, to my sanity, to my girlfriend, to, you know, my friends. Uh, I totally understand. Yeah. I've, I've, I've uh, been right where you are, and I lost a lot. I, I lost more, more people. But you know what happened when I started, when I stood up and fought? I lost... A lot of people, people I knew for 20 years, people that were, people that I, I, I supported and helped and, and, and watched them all flicker away. But as I stood tall and I kept saying, you know what, I, I didn't do anything wrong here. And uh, people would start to gather around, and I, and I ended up gaining more friends than I lost in the end. And, um, you know, I think as your light starts shining bright, you, you get out there and get a little vocal about this, uh, if you're willing to do that, you'll find that people will stand up and uh, stand with you and stand by you. Um, I can tell you this. Uh, if you make this your job to tell your story and reach out and, and, and ask for support, whether it's you know being in the courtroom or just being there for you or whatever, um, it, it can and will make a difference. Uh, you know, it sounds like 
uh, you're you're not in the same position as Dana is with a, an attorney that's working with him, and and you know you're in a more common position. Um, and the position that most of the people I run into are in in the fact that you know these lawyers, unfortunately, most of them are all about the dollar, and they're not about doing what's right. Some are, or some claim to be, but at the end of the day. Um, being in arrears to your lawyers not the best place to be. So we got to get the community to stand up and and uh, and, and start start circling the wagons. So um, when is your next hearing? It's on June the fourth, uh, and I'm told that that will be to essentially and or to motion to dismiss, so we can commence with trial proceedings at that point. Okay. Well, I know that Glenn is going to be helpful with you, and we need to get your case up on our calendar, and we need to, uh, you know, start start rallying support, and we need you to engage this in any way that you can. Um, I understand exactly, like I said, I fought the government for six years, and I, I, I went through three felony cases, and at the end of the day, I beat them all. And I beat them all because I didn't give up, and and even when I lost everything, I, I I almost lost my house over it. And if it wasn't for the the grace of God and some good folks that stood by me, um, I, I I'd be living under a bridge somewhere. And um, but we stood the course, and, and we stood together, and we didn't give up. And you know, united we stood, and we beat them, and they they backed down, and they. We know that this can happen, and we know that it will happen if we if we get our resolve strong enough. So, I'm going to encourage you to follow Glenn's uh, uh, direction, and uh, you know, as you know, Glenn's doing it. You were there for him, so um, you know, we just need to try to try to rally some locals, and um, you know, maybe um, maybe Glenn uh, share with him how to get on tomorrow's call, and maybe we can work on a specific plan to get some local support. Right on. Yeah, I can do that. Excellent. All right, Adam. Well, you did the right thing, and uh, this is step one in many steps. Hopefully, we can, uh, you know, rally some community around you and start making making a difference out there where you're at. Uh, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, I've been pretty fearful, you know, of all this. I was going to call last week, but I was scared. You know, I got cold feet, so I didn't call um, because, be I mean, this is – yeah. Don't be scared. Oh. There's a human solution behind you. I know um, it's very. Yeah, I'm here. sorry. Joe wife, but I've been through it with them, and it's it's very scary fighting the the government like that. But you know what? You got to fuck it. You know what's more scary? When you die, and then your creator goes, "So you are afraid? That's great. That's scary. So don't be fucking afraid of them. Just just you got to stand up. No matter what happens, it's you know, it'll be what it's going to be, but we're backing you up. So, but you need us every day. You got to be on it every day. No, just keep going. I know I've been through it. It's like hell, but you'll get through it. Well, tell me how, yeah, how, uh, if somebody wants to reach out to you personally and help out, how would they get a hold of you? Uh, I mostly do my networking through Instagram. I'm a glass artist in the Midwest, uh, so I, I would say my Instagram is uh, cy underscore glass at instagram.com. Perfect. Well, this is um, 
the show is archived, and if anybody missed it, you can go back and watch it, listen to it. And uh, I definitely encourage anybody. Where 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 exactly is your 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 case is in Ohio, right? Yeah, it's in Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, Hamilton County specifically. Okay, well, if you could give us the address of the court, if you have it, um, that'll that'll help out the time and the and the address. And then um, uh, Glenn's going to help you get the get your court date on the calendar, and that'll get us get you tied up into our website, and uh, that'll help out as well. Okay, thank you. Uh, I'll get with Glenn and get that information over because I, I don't have it off the top of my head. Don't worry, we'll get it. We'll get it together. Get with Glenn, and we'll get it up on the calendar. And uh, you know, we're, we're going to do all we can to get some folks down there. At very least, we start raising that awareness. And the good news is, uh, well, the good news and the bad news is that uh, these cases tend to drag on. And chances are, tomorrow or or June third uh, is not going to be the last time you have to go to court. So the more time we have to rally people, the more people we can rally. Right. Adam. Uh, I appreciate Adam. it. Thank you. Adam. Yeah. Adam. Yeah. A big hug. Of- Thanks coming to you right now. Thank you. A big hug. Yeah, totally. that's my wife, and she's a warrior. So when she gives you a, a hug, oh. it's, it's got power okay. behind it. Burns it burns me up the fucking government that does this. It's, it's so wrong, and I'm so sorry you have to go through this. But we got—I don't know. You're, you're gonna stand tall, and, and we're gonna stand with you. And that's, you're fighting for a lot of people. That's how we roll. Right on. Awesome. Uh, All right, Adam, well, you being on the, on the call, and um, uh, Glenn's going to get with you and get you the call-in information for tomorrow's conference call and join up with the leadership of the organization, and we'll uh, see what we can do to, to get some awareness out out there. All right, thank you again. You uh, bet. Have a nice day, All guys. right. Ohio, folks. Glenn, um, you're still on. Is there anything you want to finish up with? Um, no, just we're we're going to stand strong with Adam. We're going to you know help him fight his case. You know, uh, it, the court support thing really works. You know, uh, letter writing campaigns, writing to the left judge and to the prosecutor, man, that that's huge. That's absolutely, man, that's that's a big thing for, and that's the human solution way. You know, follow the human solution way, and and that you know you you've got to win. That's oh, so yeah. true. Well, thank you so much, Glenn, and. Uh, it looks like we don't have – well, Glenn, actually, last last thing, i got to give you your, your plug. How does somebody get a hold of you if they want to participate in Ohio? Right on. Absolutely. Uh, we are the Creative Care Beacon, the Ohio chapter of the Human Solution International. My name is Glenn Keeling. I'm really easy to find on uh, uh, Facebook. Or you can simply call me at 419-863-0498. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, and thank you, everybody, for being part of the show. And um, you know what? We stand together. We are the human solution, and that's what this is all about. I want to thank Noncompliant Mary for screening. I want to thank Lisa for live streaming. And everybody that came in, uh, I apologize. Well, I don't apologize, but Pete dropped off, and he's in a kind of a rural place. And he had stuff he wanted to say, but unfortunately, when we're running overtime, nobody can call back in. So, uh we're going to do this again next week, and let's see what Willie Nelson has to say. Thank you all.
Hi, I'm Willie Nelson, and the Willie Nelson Teapot Party and I endorse the human solution, supporting cannabis prisoners because no one should go to jail for a plant. Little things I should have said and done, you were always on my Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.